It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the fence side. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, uh, as well as the finfanatic.com website and the fan-sided network. Paul stubbed his toe before uh, we went on the air tonight, but unlike the Miami Dolphins, we showed up tonight because we show up win or lose. And the Dolphins, this you know, this was a game that we were very excited about. I mean, I, I said before the game, if the Dolphins go 2-0 and here and you look at four of the next five games, uh, they look winnable for the Dolphins. Uh, and they come out today and they lose 35 to nothing. 35 to nothing. The biggest loss to the Bills since 1966. The Dolphins have now uh, lost, what, six of seven games here to Josh Allen. And um, if you had told me before the game, Paul, that uh, Josh Allen was only going to throw for, what, 180 yards and had only 120 yards by the end of the third quarter, I would have said, oh, my gosh, the Dolphins are beating the Bills here. Instead, they get, for a variety of reasons, absolutely shellacked. I, I agree with you there. It's when, when they hit the end of the first half and held the Bills to 92 overall yards, it was shocking. Um, and you know, that's from somebody that did predict that the Dolphins would win here. Um, but the only more shocking thing, I'm trying to think everything was shocking. Everything was shocking. No, but it's, 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 this is something I wanted to dive into right away because the Dolphins sure did. I can blame the offensive line for a lot today, particularly the two tackles, but. I also blame the scheme uh, because, and a little bit of Tua for some of those hits that he took today, and then Brissett, because the scheme didn't align to block some of these free blitzers in any way, shape, or form. There was no body there to even think about blocking those blitzers. There was no one to even protect that side of the football. And there's something schematically wrong as well as with Jesse Davis and Austin Jackson starting a tackle right now. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. First scheduled for liftoff, the new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, and can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. There are so many things wrong. I don't know where to start with what happened today. The Dolphins got shut out. They didn't put a single point on the board. And here's where I'm starting to have a major problem here. Three years in a row, the Dolphins flip offensive coordinators. They had Chan Gailey last year. This year, they have three people calling plays. Or Charlie Fry is actually the one calling plays in. So you've got Charlie Fry, you've got George Godsey, you've got Eric Stodisville. Get it together. I mean, okay, schematically, if it's a problem, I agree with you. But get it together. Between these three people, they can't get uh, they can't get protection slit. They can't see between the quarterback and the scheme. They can't see a nickelback blitzing a nickelback who lined up 58 out of 58 times at the nickelback spot last year what a joke a joke yeah no i i 
Remember before the season when I said, why the hell are we pushing Robert Hunt into guard and why are we pushing Jesse Davis out to tackle? They're both yes. better in the other spots. Like, And I said I wanted Eichenberg to take over Austin Jackson's job. Guess what? I'm even bigger on that soapbox today. Uh, absolutely bigger on that soapbox today. It doesn't fix some of the scheme issues, but it does fix some of the actual line issues. Jesse Davis is better in a phone booth. Robert Hunt is better with a little more room to move and pick people up. Right. And Robert Hunt last year didn't get into the lineup, you know, until several games into the season. And when he got into the lineup at right tackle, which he played at Louisville, he did a really good job. He wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't Tristan Wirfs at the right tackle position, but he was really good. And then I, there are certain positions, Paul, I, I feel like on an NFL team, you don't mess with. The offensive tackle positions are two of those spots. They lined up Jesse Davis at right tackle again, who's been an embarrassment. I don't care if he's a team captain. Doesn't mean anything to me. Team captain, stronger together, all this nonsense. He's he's not good. He hasn't been good for five or six years. Austin Jackson, big surprise. He got whooped by AJ Epineza. He got whooped by AJ Epineza back in 28 or 2018 when Iowa played USC. Big shocker. So <laughs> well, bench I, both of them. And I'm with long way of saying start Eichenberg at left tackle, start Robert Hunt at right tackle, and stop messing around. Yeah, you're turning purple, bud. You're turning purple. Oh, I'm so mad. I, I and here's the thing with Austin Jackson that pissed me off more than being a turnstile today. When they got that first down early on and it showed some promise moving the ball on that pass play, my nine-year-old kids know on a pass play you don't go downfield. I mean, it, it, it's and see, he, it's, he wasn't just crept downfield. He didn't go on a timing route of like, okay, you know, count to three and then go downfield and pay somebody helping out. He just fired right off that ball, ran downfield and hit a linebacker five and a half yards off the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, responsibilities don't matter. I mean, rules. And yeah, it's, it's, it it was pathetic. And if you're going to, if you're going to break a rule, at least tackle Epineza when he's going by you, like, like something. So on the first drive of the game, first play, uh, Tua drops back, and I, I really do put this on Tua, or because I I don't see who missed the block on that. I can't even because there was no one to send over there to to block. Right. So there so was, what there that no means? There. What that means is that Tua has to see Teron Johnson blitzing from the nickelback spot, and when he blitzes, okay, if he can't get rid of the ball, fine. Don't turn your back to him and take a seven-yard sack. You'll learn. I mean, I, I thought Tua with football IQ, that was his thing. Um, well, guess not. Ugh. Then uh, then he uh, then, uh, then eight minutes into the game, um, he gets absolutely blasted and on a fourth and two and uh, and leaves the game uh, and, and he leaves the game with bruised ribs can't return who knows what his progress is for this this week and then Jacoby Brissett gets in the game and he does Jacoby Brissett like things he has a very high completion percentage I think he was over 65 percent he also threw a very bad interception where uh, Levi Wallace stepped in front of Mike Kosicki it was one of many interceptions or, or one of many mistakes that the Dolphins had because four drives in a row four four in a row the Dolphins were in field goal range four Zero points. Embarrassing. Yeah, no, I mean, ugh, ugh. And here's what I'm thinking after we just talked about Robert Hunt. Um, after watching Jakeem Grant after the first score get the team a little bit fired up, yes, should he or shouldn't he have run the ball out of the end zone? It's debatable. It didn't hurt the team, and it, it was a good, fiery return that got out to, I think, the 27 instead of the 25. Um, and then they yanked Jakeem off of all returns and put Jalen Waddle in. And, well, Waddle pulled the uh, the old whoopsie-doo uh, on that kickoff, on that punt return, and gave the ball back the next time. I mean, it's... 
Like I like Waddle. Let him focus on receiver, especially if he's going to be your go-to guy uh, uh, on the receiving end of things uh, in in the passing game. And for God's sake, if you're going to call pass plays on third down, try to have them somewhere in the vicinity of the first down marker most of the time. Uh, Fourth down, try to have them. Like, fourth and two, you throw a ball at the line of scrimmage to a guy that just gets utterly blown up. Like it's it's fourth or fourth third and 8 you throw balls behind the line of scrimmage and say go get them tiger in 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 shades of Dave Wanstead. Like it's I've got to say too though that's Jacoby Brissett doing Jacoby Brissett things. Okay? Yeah. That's who he is as a quarterback. He's going to check down, check down, check down, check down as much I mean keep in mind Jacoby Brissett um for as many times as he's thrown the ball, is number one in NFL history as far as interception, um, as as fewest interceptions thrown for as many attempts as he's thrown. So he is a very he is unbelievably a risk adverse quarterback. He is he is more he's more Damon Hewer than Damon Hewer. He's a football averse quarterback at this point. Yeah, yeah. He, he. I mean, he's somebody that can come in and and maybe. F- hold his finger in the dam if the Dolphins are winning a couple of games, which which I, I don't know if it's possible at this point. And it's not it, – it, nothing of that looked good today. And just so many things to complain about. I mean, to be – and also, in addition to the offensive line, um, at, the, at the running back spot, you know, the Dolphins have thought they're smarter than everybody at running back and offensive line for the last two years, let's be honest. And, uh, look, Miles Gaskin's a good little player. But you have to start asking yourself too, why are the Dolphins going away from Miles Gaskin after the first drive in the last two football games? Why did Miles? Uh, why did the Dolphins go away from Mike Gesicki when he showed that he could get open and they couldn't cover him today? Like we said, leading up to this week was going to be one of the keys to the game. Like I remember, I know I said it. I think you said it. CK said it. Uh, Joe Shad said it. It's Mike Kosicki could be a problem for these Buffalo Bills today. And he started to be. And then they're just like, nah. Like, that's that's what baffles me and blows my mind. The stuff that's that's working. And you go, nah. Like, they couldn't cover Kosicki today other than maybe on one play. And they're like, oh, nope, not that anymore. I I thought the Bills' coverage was very good today. I mean, really down the field completely. I mean, you know, and, and look, Gasicki's a better player than he's shown the first, you know, two weeks here. I, he's somebody I'll more bang on the table for, and I hope the Dolphins do get him back. But man, and then at the wide receiver position, um, it, I I couldn't believe what I saw in in really one drive. I mean, the Dolphins were down fourteen nothing. It looks like the game was stabilizing just a little bit. Dolphins start uh, get into the red zone. Brissett throws the ball downfield. Devontae Parker, ball goes right through his hands. Easy touchdown. Um, then Albert Wilson, who I'm not even sure why he's on the team anymore, uh, drops uh, drops one of, uh, his, uh, his, uh, of his two passes. And then Jakeem Grant catches the ball close to a first down and fumbles it. Three, uh, <laughs> three receivers on the same drive in the red zone. Drop touchdown. Dropped easy first down, maybe a touchdown, and then a caught pass and uh, uh, fumbled. This I was, mean, this, this was Albert Wilson. <laughs> That's a good. <laughs> that that wasn't rehearsed either. No, no, just right, right, right off the cuff. I was just looking around yeah. for something I could oh, bat around. Like, <laughs> thank God the Dolphins waited two years for him. Uh, just what a play, man! I mean, you you want to talk about an August superstar? Albert Wilson is that guy. Uh, oh, oh, speaking of, of, of trash receivers, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Remember when Preston Williams used to get separation? Yeah, Preston Williams was bad today, too. I mean, like, not, not, no, bad, bad is being nice, Cat. And this is not a night to be nice. And I, I've been, I've been more supportive of Preston Williams than you have w- without question. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that, that's because if I was supporting Preston Williams, he would fall over. Like, do, that man does not want to trust fall near me. 
I'm pretty sure that that was uh, that was the play you were talking about, where I think it was third and a yard and a half. And uh, that was one of them. Threw the ball, uh, and and Preston Williams uh, caught it. I, I, I think at the line, at like two yards behind, and and couldn't truck forward. Yeah, everything was wrong on that play. But at that point, Jacoby Brissett was so afraid that uh, of of getting hit from every angle that it didn't matter anyway. And all right, uh, I would say let's look for some good in this game, and and we will. Let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Um, I will still maintain repeatedly that the Dolphins have arguably no not arguably the best cornerback tandem in the NFL Byron Jones and Xavier Howard um and Xavier Howard you know kind of a lucky interception but uh <laughs> guy has what 24 interceptions in the last 40 games that he almost ended up with two today yeah and that there was another one that went right through his hands would have been a tough interception but yeah when Dolphins were down 21 nothing could have been another one that's a uh, different one that I was thinking of because he almost picked one off, um, but Stephon Diggs skied up over him um, in the fourth quarter as well when they were down by more than 21. Yeah, and when you look at Byron Jones at the other cornerback spot too, yeah, there was a, a catch early in the game. Emmanuel Sanders had a long one, but the difference is that that play has to be perfectly protected. It has to be a perfect throw by an MVP candidate type of quarterback. And that's exactly what that was. Byron Jones had really good coverage there. Mm-hmm. And I, if if he's going up against pretty much every quarterback in the league, except Patrick Mahomes or except Josh Allen or, or Aaron Rodgers, you know, he, he's probably going to defend that, that play very well. Yeah, no, I, I, I really didn't have a problem with the secondary today. I mean, that was one of Josh Allen's few good throws in this game. Um, there were too many times where there wasn't enough pressure up front and the secondary had to cover for far too long and still managed to hold their own. I mean, uh, other than that play and one other big play in the first half, I didn't feel like the defense let up a lot, though, um, until the game really got out of reach and then they did what happens at times when when one facet of the ball is truly letting you down and keeping you on the field. Um, and they let up in this later in the second half, and I do get it. So, you know, yeah, when, when offensively you're literally doing nothing, and uh, you have four drives in Bills' field goal range where you come away with zero points, that tends to happen. I mean, I I get deflated myself, so I, I understand that. So to to piggyback on what you said with the defense. Yeah, the, the Bills went up 14 to nothing very early. I mean, eight minutes into the game, they had a 46-yard drive, 52-yard drive, so a very short field, too. Um, but you look at the possessions after that. Uh, 17 yards and a fumble. This is the Bills on offense. 17 yards and a fumble. Um, punt after negative one yard. Interception. Punt after a three and out and a missed field goal. So you have five drives in a row where the defense really held against Josh Allen. And but then you get to halftime you come back and the Bills march right down the field, make make the game 21 nothing and it's pretty much over at that point. I I think Ignatius said it best in our chat here. Uh he said he's been looking forward to this preview after our opening day win last week. What time does the Bills game start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Dolphins play the Bills again in about six weeks here at, at Buffalo. Uh, not really looking forward to that game. We'll see about Tua and his ribs this upcoming week. But here's my here's my concern, Paul. There's a question in chat that I want to address because it's something we need to talk about on the defensive side of the ball. But go ahead first. Okay. Yeah, with when it comes to Tua, injured ribs. I mean. He's pre- he's going to come back. It sounds like pretty pretty shortly. Um, you're going to put him back behind that offensive line. Like what's that? That's the depressing thing for me. Like h- how are you going to get better on offense? You have three offensive coordinators. You have your third offensive line coach in a row. There, it, there's been no hope over the last couple of months with the offensive line. I mean, where is this going to get better? Well, if only they drafted a running back that excelled in pass protection and could help out a little bit. Ah, oh, damn it, they cut him too. Uh, at least they kept all the little guys. 
that's nice. Uh, you're talking about Jared Dokes? Yeah, at least at least he could pass protect. I mean, if you're sending your running backs out on patterns every time, all your tight ends can't block, except for maybe one. Um, which, by the way, Smite did a dynamite job blocking Jacoby Brissett when he took off running today. Yeah. Um, you keep you keep five tight ends on the roster. Hunter Long was inactive today, by the way. Third round pick. Um, I thought that was a a ready made type of player too. Oh, Jalen Phillips yeah. was inactive when he got on the field today too. So yeah, he, he yeah, I was very disappointed with that. I he, I love that draft pick. Maybe and, we should trade uh, all these first round picks and second round picks for third, fourth, and fifth round picks because we seem to be a hell of a lot better there. So I, I've got to say, you, Paul, you know I'm a petty person. So uh, when it comes to that, Justin Herbert lost today, so I was happy about that, to be honest with you, because if Herbert had started off 2-0 and with two impressive wins, with a high completion percentage, looked good, that would have made me more angry. Ryan Tannehill, if he had lost today to the Seahawks, would have even been better. But, um, you know, I, I look at these – four first round picks um in 2019 and 2020 christian wilkins is meh Tua, meh austin jackson terrible noah igbenogany terrible i mean that's a shame it really is and i i'm sorry to say no longer can i give chris greer the benefit of the doubt until things start turning around here with these first round picks well, and I was thinking about it today after um, they almost ended up with an interception early. Christian Wilkins, is like, if you start compartmentalizing some of these defensive line pieces, Christian Wilkins is the best at batting balls. Like, he just is. Like, that's one thing that he does better than anybody else on the team. Emmanuel Agba is the best at getting to the quarterback amongst all the defensive linemen. Um, Zach Sealer. Raquan Davis, who I can't wait to get back, are the best two all-around defensive linemen that just get the job done, get it dirty, and and get it get in there, but also stuff the run. John Jenkins is your serviceable, better than average backup, um, and you know, like there's a couple other guys that factor in, but real and Jalen Phillips is your. God, he needs to get better rookie um, at this point. Uh, I do like Van Ginkle, although I don't really consider him a D-lineman at this point. Uh, so, I mean, they've got their pieces, but it's frustrating at times. It's Wilkins isn't a bust, but he's not a hit it out of the park. Uh, he's a middle-of-the-pack defensive tackle. He's kind of like Sheldon Rankins a couple of years ago from the Saints. He's yeah. somebody, yeah, he, he shouldn't have been taken where he was, but He's okay. I mean, but I, I wouldn't even say he's okay because when you look at, at the the 46-yard run today by Devin Singletary, and the Dolphins' run defense was pretty good after that, um, it, it, you see you see Wilkins getting wiped out on those plays. I mean, that's not good. I mean, I, I do think on, on defense the Dolphins have a lot of good players. I think Emmanuel Ogba and Sealer played really well. Jerome Baker it, had – plays with a lot of range he's hit or miss he had that forced fumble that should have been a game changing type of play van ginkle's a good player at cornerback uh, byron jones and Xavier howard are probably the best duo in the league and at safety jason mccordy i think has played really really well eric rose good javon holland again comes up with plays today so well and and there's one more player i want to address that you didn't um landon roberts is just throwing a firecracker in a trash can on most plays it's something's going to explode somewhere, but it's probably not going to be what you want it to be. Um, and I really think even if uh, if he's healthy next week, Sam Aguavin needs to get the start. Uh, I think he's a more effective player. Yeah, um, I'm not against that. I think he's more consistent, uh, Aguavin, at the linebacker spot. And Landon Roberts, I mean, if you want to put him in there on third and one, third and two, yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's worth the risk at that point. No, but, nothing uh, like trying to stop a far, uh, trying to stop a running back um, at the goal line 
not even coming close to raising your arms to wrap him up, meeting him low, getting put on your back by a running back, and also having to leave the game injured because... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he ran yeah. you over when you met him in the backfield and got the touchdown because he's uh, I just, and better and faster than you. I think I blanked out at uh, that point. <laughs> That play uh, pissed me off. At that, at that, I, I think that's what I, I, I turned my head and threw my remote against the, uh, the wall at that point. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean it's it's frustrating. Uh, but I wish they had a former All Pro linebacker in camp that excelled at stuffing the run. Oh, like Bernard Rick McKinney. That would be nice. Then again, isn't it kind of weird that he hasn't been signed? It is, but you know what? He did play, and he did play well for the Dolphins in the preseason and fit well into their scheme. I don't know what the deal is with not signing him, but regardless, it's he shouldn't be a free agent, so that shouldn't even be a question to observe right now. Well, when you look back at the last few years, I mean, as we sit here this week, but Ardrick McKinney, Shaq Lawson, Kyle Van Noy, um, is it too early to say Will Fuller? I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I, I hope he's back with the Dolphins here the next couple of weeks. I don't know what's going on with him, but I, I, I hope he's I, back. Um, I heard one rumor that it, it, no, hold on. I, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. Bring I'm it up. St- no, no, I, I'm not going to say I heard the same rumor, and I'm not even going to – I think it's best we don't even no, talk about it on the show. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about what it is, but it's – Yeah. My, my thought, if, if, if it is true, um, and I don't want to spread rumors, if it is true, it's legitimate. And and – Understandable. So. I, I I don't know anything about that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean he's an explosive player, and I hope he comes back. And I hope I hope. See, if, this is the frustrating thing too: is that if Tua had stayed in the game and not gotten hurt, we could make an evaluation on him. Now, it has so many discussions here this week. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. Like. I can't debate you on that. If if he if he threw three picks, we could be okay. Well, okay, the guy sucks, so maybe we need to pull him. Um, but I was like, oh well, he, you know, the Dolphins won their first game, and he only played one drive. Yeah, it looked bad, but he he would have come back on that, and maybe he would have, but probably not with the way the offensive line was protecting. So, um, Paul, let's 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 get to our grades here. So, uh, quarterback. Um. You know, I I'm, I'm just going to go ahead with a D. Um, I, I thought Brissett did some decent things, but they were all checkdown related. Uh, and um, if you're going to be that type of quarterback, you can't throw that type of interception like he threw on that Mike Kosicki pass early in the game. And and he didn't he didn't move things along well enough. So I'm going to go with a D. Yeah, I'm going to give it a D minus. Um, they have to somehow check out of those protections um, and did not and we we just need better play from the leadership position period um, running back you know Miles Gaskin had that 18 yard run early and it was a really nice run and then the Dolphins just didn't do anything um, and uh, I, I couldn't help but laugh at uh, you know that the fourth and one package where uh, I felt 60 running backs could have gotten the first down with Malcolm Brown taking the handoff. Kobe Brissett, a quarterback, Malcolm Brown at running back, pay $7 million this year for that, and 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 he can't even break a leg tackle. And, you know, I, I think, again, I think Gaskin's a good little player, but it, it's a shame the Dolphins don't have a running back to to build around to kind of slow the game down a little bit so you know i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna go ahead with this with a d plus for them can we give them an incomplete at this point jeez um it, it seems like we're always giving an incomplete to running back yeah no it's it, apparently this offense doesn't like to use the running backs even though i do think there's some explosion that that could be utilized from guys like ahmed we saw in the preseason guys like miles gaskin and we just don't. There were a couple of sweet little moves when Gaskin had the ball in his hand today, but unfortunately they were too few and too far between um, and really didn't get to be a part of this offense. And you know what? When you're down big, it's hard to get your running backs involved, at least in the running game. 
uh, very much. So I'll, I'll stick with the D plus as well. Wide receiver and tight end uh, is a flat F for me. Um, look, I, I, I do think Jalen Wild is a talented player, and uh, yeah, he, he flubbed that punt return. Um, it was iffy of whether or not he he got it back and was actually down. I think I think he was, but still he fumbled it, and uh, that's 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 no good. Um, but and a wide, but the bigger thing with Waddle too was um, there was a there was a third and two play where he absolutely dropped the ball and he had room in front of him. That would have been a, a very, very big play with his speed. So you've got that. You've got Devontae Parker dropping the ball in the end zone. Would have made it 14-7 in the second quarter. You've got Jakeem Grant with the fumble. I mean, Albert Wilson, the first two times he's got his hands on the ball here this year, didn't catch a pass in his first game, and that starts with two drops. Just a comedy of errors. Mike Kosicki, I'm glad he got on the board here. Also angry, too, that for everything I said about Hunter Long when we drafted him, I don't think he's much of a better version than Durham Smythe. <sighs> F. Mike Kosicki doesn't deserve this F. Um, so out of respect to Mike Kosicki and Mike Kosicki alone, uh, I'll go with a D- here, but everybody else was a, was a trash pile today. Uh, Waddle had a couple of decent plays. Parker had a couple of decent plays, even though he dropped that one in the end zone. I'll go with a D minus, and it was just a couple of guys scraping it off the bottom. Preston Williams needs to get scraped off the roster at this point, though. Yeah, based on today, I can't disagree with you on that. Um, That's why offensive- I said trade him while he had some value, even if it was a seventh. Yeah, yeah I don't think he would have had seventh round value. Probably not, but you know, I would have taken a seventh. Yeah. Offensive line, I'll throw to you. Ugh. Ugh. Players out of position, players whiffing on blocks. Jesse Davis, Austin Jackson, utter trash. Robert Hunt's better at tackle. Jesse Davis is better at guard. I didn't have a big problem with Dieter and Kenley today, uh, when they were in there. And I liked Eichenberg when he got on the field. Uh F. Solid F. Yeah, with glitter, it's, it, with glitter all over that F. Uh, <laughs> it's an F for me too, and uh, you know, bedazzle that thing, cat. You know, I, I, in hate to bring it up, but Penny Sewell did a great job against Nick Bosa last week at the left tackle spot, and 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 here's the reason why I keep bringing it up too is because if you take all of those, if getting a left tackle would get Austin Jackson out of the lineup. I don't care where he goes. And then would take a lot of these resources and shove them into the middle of the offensive line. Because I don't have a big problem with Michael Dieter. I I think Robert Hunt is a better fit at right tackle, but I think he's a good player overall. Kindley has trouble with speed players inside, but overall, you know, at least at the end of the day, he's big. He can maul people. He can get in the way with in pass protection at least most of the time. He doesn't so I, run over. Like, yeah, he he, Austin he be, Jackson lands straight on his butt way too often. Go to my uh, go to my Twitter page, Brian Cat NFL, and see what I just put on Twitter about uh, on Austin Jackson. He got ran over by AJ Epineza two plays in a row, which were embarrassing. And it shouldn't surprise you because he did. Epineza did the same thing to Austin Jackson in I at, when uh, Iowa played USC. Here a couple of years ago. <sighs> offensive tackle is a position you don't mess with. And if the Dolphins had taken care of those offensive tackle spots, they could have shoved Jesse Davis and maybe Austin Jackson inside the guard, but they didn't. You know who today, I'd rather have than Austin Jackson? Ezra yeah. Cleveland, for one. Yeah. Um, Ezra, Ezra Ke- Cleveland is a really good guard. Um, what, 58th overall. Uh, yeah. Same draft. Yep. And oh. he was somebody that I, I actually mocked to the Dolphins in the first round in that draft too because he, I thought he was a very refined, effortless player. He was, he's he started last year for the Vikings at guard, did a really good job, has kicked out to tackle, but a good play. He was good in college. Mm-hmm. Austin Jackson wasn't the biggest thing he had going for him. He was he, he was an athlete who was, you know, I'm, 
I'm done Ooh. talking about Austin Jackson. Matt, Matt Pert went 99th overall out of UConn, starting for the Giants. That kind of sucks too. But. Yeah, but he sucks less than Jackson. And yeah, that's true. A third-round pick versus a first-round pick where, let's see, you could have taken Justin Jefferson. Yeah, there, there's – I mean, you, you name a player listed below – Austin Jackson and, and Kenneth Murray solves your linebacker issue. Uh, Murray, yeah, Murray's kind of a little bit hit and miss, but uh, yeah, I mean, less hit and miss than Dunlane and Roberts. My, my biggest thing is that um, the Dolphins had this draft capital and they could have traded up a few spots, they could have traded up to get a, a Jedrick Wills at 10, they could have gotten Mackay Becton at 11, they could have gotten Tristan Wirfs at 14. CD uh, Lamb. Lamb went one spot before. There, it's it's. Um, anyway, on the defensive side of the ball, <sighs> um, Emmanuel Ogba I thought had a great game. Um, I thought he he provided constant pressure, and I thought he was a, a big reason why Josh Allen was having to step up and be a little bit more creative in the pocket than he usually would have. Uh, Zach Sealer, very, very good player. And I think he's, even when Raekwon Davis returns, is the best defensive tackle on the roster. 6'7", 300 pounds, constantly pushes the pocket back. Jalen Phillips was expecting a little bit more, but it is his second NFL game. So I give him a little bit more of a leeway here. So um, defensive line, um, you know, I, I don't have a huge problem with. Uh, and we're judging this on the front seven, too. So Jerome Baker had a forced fumble. Andrew Van Ginkle, not a pretty quiet game from him. But, you know, it, it, defense, you can't complain about a lot. Because, I mean, maybe it's based on circumstance, but I'm going to go ahead with a uh, with a B for the defensive line. Christian Wilkins did get wiped out on that play by Devin Singletary on that 46-yard run. But that's one that, play. It, it is, but it was a big play. I it mean, was. You know, if, if, if that doesn't happen, the Bills are probably having to drive – meticulously down the field instead of just having a running back go untouched to the end zone. Yeah, I'll I'll actually give the D-line a B plus. I mean, other than that big play, the Bills didn't have a tremendous amount of rushing yardage in the first half. Um, like I said, I think they had 92 yards overall at halftime, uh, passing and rushing, something like that. Um, and really the end of the third quarter, they really weren't that high in the yardage totals, even if the points were a little bit there due to turnovers and stupidity. Um, and the defense was on a, on the field a lot today, and they really did limit a lot from the, the Bills' offense until you know the fourth quarter. Yeah, they were they were on the field a lot in the second half. Um, first half, the Dolphins more controlled the clock, but you know that was because the Bills had a lot of three and outs and. Uh, the Dolphins were driving and then just didn't score. Uh, uh, secondary, Paul, I'm going to throw it to you. This is my best position overall. There were a few mistakes today, a couple stupid penalties. Uh, Brandon Jones and Josh Allen really don't like each other. Um, but overall, there wasn't a lot to hate on with the secondary. One big play was just a beautiful play. Another big play was just a beautiful play. Um, Xavier Howard could have potentially come away with three interceptions instead of one today. Uh, and the one was a beautiful play. You know, Byron Jones came close to getting a couple of picks today and, and really had good coverage on a lot of plays. Um, you saw sparks of hope from Javon Holland. You saw sparks of hope from uh, Brandon Jones. Um, and I thought McCordy actually played really well as well on most plays. Um Totally blank on the name. Twenty-seven. Um, um, for the Bills, Dolphins. Oh, uh, uh, Justin Coleman. Coleman. Coleman was probably. I, I think I would have rather had Nick Needham in there for him. Um, yeah, where was Nick Needham today? Probably he didn't the same. Play a lot of Dolphins offense. Yeah, he didn't play a lot of snaps. That was neither did they. That's <laughs> Needham. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean Col- Coleman wasn't. wasn't it's terrible, but uh, yeah, I, I prefer Needham out there a little bit. Col- uh, Coleman was the Landon Roberts of the secondary today. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, Dolph- it was a little, little hit and miss. I understand. 
The Dolphins tried to do what Pittsburgh did last week, which was the rush for most plays model, early on anyway. Um, occasionally run a little blitz, but rush four and then drop seven in coverage. And, and they weren't doing the best job of getting to Josh Allen, but it was forcing Josh Allen into some bad decisions. Um, and they didn't get to capitalize, but... I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the secondary a minus because they had to cover a lot longer than normal, based on the front four um, and based on the scheme for this one. And you take long enough, somebody's gonna shake free. Yeah, I, you know I, I'm gonna match you on the a minus for for the. I mean you you pretty much nailed every every single last thing I was gonna talk about. So yeah, I mean I it, I mean Josh Allen threw for 180 yards and and yeah I know the little. It was based on circumstance, a lot of that. But when's the last time Josh Allen threw for 180 yards? It's probably been a while. I mean, last week. First quarter of last season's Week 17 game, I think. Uh, I think he threw for 225. He was 18 for 25 for, I think, 225. I'm not positive, though. But anyway, at last week, it seems like he didn't play all that well, and he still threw for 250 yards. So, but... I know a lot of that's based on circumstances. Week, if if the doll, if this were a back and forth type of game, Allen would have thrown for more yards. There, there, there's no doubt about that. But still, well, he he recovered a little bit, but early on he was. I think he was like six for fourteen at one point for fifty five yards. I mean, and he he was trying to put them away early, and he wasn't the one that was getting it done most of the time. Yeah. Uh, special teams, uh, there's nothing to note here. I mean, Pilardi barely punted. Uh, he punted one to the 10-yard line. Uh, Jakeem Grant. Uh, he had 222 all-purpose all punting yards today. Damn. He punted five times. Never mind. I'm way off on that. <laughs> Pilardi for MVP, baby. Again, I, I was probably just so angry at that time. <laughs> like, ah, whatever. It's it felt like every drive ended in a turnover, but it didn't. Uh, I have Jason Sanders on uh, both my fantasy football teams. I, I know he didn't attempt a field goal today. Uh, Hell, we punted when we should have kicked the field goal. Jakeem Grant ran a uh, return out of the end zone that he shouldn't have returned, but he retan- returned it, I think, back to the 27. Dude, I knew so, he was running that thing out yards. if he could get his hands on it today. God, like, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a let's fire everybody up moment. He was literally rolling his shoulders in the end zone. Like, yeah. I'm like, oop, he's running out. Let's if see he, what happens. If he stopped, uh, if if he were stopped at the 12 yard line, which he should have been instead of the 27. Well, that wouldn't be, have been a fire moment. He would have been a coke bus candidate here. Uh, and and also the biggest the biggest thing and 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 the major changer is uh, Jalen Waddle uh, fumbling that punt. And you know, I whether he got it back. And was down. I, you know, I think he probably was, but not enough to overturn. And I don't blame the refs for that. So, um, I mean, I, I'm going to go with with a with a straight C plus. I'm going with a C because that that Waddle fumble definitely took the air out. Uh, the fact that they were within Jason Sanders' kicking range and didn't today. Some of some of my C, C minus actually is based on decision making on special teams. Uh, they didn't go for a field goal a few times that they really should have, even if it was just to keep from being shut out on the scoreboard. Um, there was a lot I didn't like. Michael Pilardi had a great game, though, and that's what keeps it out of out of super bad territory. Yeah. Um, man, we're really uh, grinding through this here. Let's let's take a look at our chat here. Um, I mean, By the way, while Kathleen... Everybody Lee, angry. <laughs> While Kat's looking at the chat, uh, guys, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you give us a re- review out on iTunes. We appreciate you guys being here while we're here, too, uh, after what was really a rough day today, um, a disheartening day that basically, as soon as the game ended, I didn't watch any more football. I took a nap until the night game tonight. Uh, yeah, I I took my son for a walk uh, like three times, poor kid. Tell me you didn't drag the poor kid. Like, uh. No, no. He he has this little red car. It's 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 actually it's actually adorable. Uh Paul, let's uh we're gonna have shows this week previewing the Dolphins at Raiders matchup here this coming Sunday, and they better pull it together. And the Raiders go to two and oh. I mean, Derek Carr looks like Derek Carr of twenty sixteen. 
this is not an easy game now. And opening lines have the Raiders favored at four and a half in Vegas. So we'll see this week with uh, Tua Tungavailoa. Um, and uh, that's going to do it here. A- anything else? No, we got to we got to coke bust this thing, baby. Oh yeah, coke bust right. it. Coke bust it. You first. Wait, wait. <sighs> um, I mean, Austin Jackson is an easy. Is an easy pick. I mean, my uh, my highlight reel on Austin Jackson is really gaining some traction on on YouTube now. Look, I don't. He's a nice guy. He's a great character guy. He's a five star guy. He he's an athlete. He's an athlete. He what he did for his for his sister for bone marrow. I mean, just I I hate doing this to him. And I wanted him. Do it. I I I. No, no, no. I'm he's on the Coke bus. There's no doubt about it. I was gonna say, don't don't leave him I, off this Coke bus. I want him to do well, but he sucks. I'm sorry. So he's the Coke bus player of the game. Uh my my player of the game is Emmanuel Ogba. I, I thought he did really well today. And, and I, I thought he was one player who actually moved the needle a little bit for what else we saw on both sides of the football. So, you know, Emmanuel Ogba is really striving that for that contract extension. You know, he's going to be close close to 29 at the end of the year. I'm not sure if it's the best move moving forward, but he's he's getting better and better here as he continues his career with the Dolphins. I hate that we can't put a coach on the Coke bus anymore like I used to, but... Yeah, don't, no. Because it's... I, I'd have I'd have a co-Coke bus player of the game if that gives you a hint at that point. Which uh, offensive coordinator would you put on there? Would you yes. put Godsey? Would you put Studsville? We well, don't even know, so we can't. They're one them. entity, so they're a co-coke bus player. <laughs> <laughs> they can figure out who's driving the coke bus and who's a passenger. I don't care. Yeah, which one gets pushed out the side? Right, uh, like or the two of them sit right behind uh, Charlie Fry and go, Charlie, drive this bus in this direction, but you don't want to do it. Uh, no, you took Austin Jackson from me, but. That's okay, because I, I still had a co-coke bus player of the game, and it's the other end of the book. Uh, Jesse Davis. Ugh. Ugh. Please walk into that office like the captain you are and say, look, put Robert Hunt back at tackle. Put me back at guard before you end my career. Uh, hey. and, and for God's sake, get the other guy off the field and put the new kid there. Like I don't care who was drafted in what round. Do it. Be that captain, Jesse. Be that captain and 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 step up and stand up and fix this offensive line. Because right now, I want you on the Coke bus with your other bookend, Austin Jackson. Uh, as far as my player of the game, I'm actually back and forth between Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. They both had some really good plays today. I'll give it to X because he came away with the interception, but I thought Byron was all over the field. I uh, made some really nice plays. The, the secondary did a good job overall today, especially being asked to cover for seven, eight, nine seconds at times. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I love the cornerback combination here of uh, Xavier Howard and uh, Byron Jones, and no doubt about that. And uh, I'm looking in the chat. See, this is why I don't look Ooh, in the chat. Here. Here, here's here's a good thing from the chat, Cat, and it's something I'm 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 adding to. We're going to play a little new game here. Which one do you keep for an equal price? On one hand, Jesse Davis, $3.5 million a year. And I know they cut Jakeem Grant's salary, but let's just go with Jakeem Grant's preseason price. Who do you keep, Kat? Who do you keep? Jesse Davis, Jakeem Grant. You've only got your $3.5 million to spend. Ooh, that's, that's a good question. Um... Man, that's that's a real good. I, I'm going to say Jesse Davis only because he can move him inside to guard. If you're playing him at tackle, it's Jakeem Grant. And they're playing him at tackle, so I am going to go with Jakeem Grant myself. You put Robert Jones in the starting lineup at right guard, which I think would be just as good as Jesse Davis there. The only problem is Jesse Davis has a little more flexibility, like you indicated. And you kick Hunt back out to tackle, and suddenly you fix the right half of your line. Yeah, I... I'm all about putting those resources back into the guard spot. As long as you keep Robert Hunt at the right tackle position, get a new left tackle and kick out Austin Jackson to who knows where. 
Uh, one thing in the chat, too, that was said that I need to point out from John Gordon said Gregory Rousseau outshined um, Jalen Phillips. Absolutely. And that stinks because both of them went to the U- University of Miami. Rousseau has looked great all of preseason. He's somebody that was supposed to be a top five pick, opted out of the season. And then this uh ever since he was drafted by Buffalo has looked really good in the preseason went up against Penny Sewell in preseason looked really good has that length and we saw that length today um gotta say too Boogie Basham I think was an active again uh so maybe we should trade for him they he was but you know what he played well in the preseason and they just have a wealth at that defensive line as well as pass rushes we saw today um, and if you remember last year, A.J. Epineza was active a lot to start the year. So I think that's just something the Bills seem to do with their new, shiny defensive ends, especially given the wealth they have at the position to begin with. Yeah, that's, that's a great observation on that. I mean, they've got Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, Gregory Russo, and A.J. Epineza. So they're four deep at defensive end, and they play that four-man front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bush and Basham, too, also fell in the draft because – he had to kind of change his game a little bit. He was a really attack the line of scrimmage type of type of player, and he has to show a little bit more gap discipline with the Bills. So yeah, and and you know it, it, it's like I said, it, it's AJ. The Bills find value in sliding defensive ends. Um, that's what they found with Epineza last year, and God, that showed up today, and really hurt our offense taking two out. Yep, um, and. Grandizer12 in the chat, too, also said uh, he wanted Josh Jones in the third round. Man, so did I. I wanted him in the second round. He's starting a right guard for the Cardinals, and he's doing a good job. Get good football players at the tackle spot and the guard spot. Get guys. And I've got to throw out a shout to uh, Michael Dieter, who I don't think has played all that bad at the center position like you talked about earlier. He's he's been good. He's a good player. Robert Hunt's a good player. And Liam Eikenberg. Put him in the starting lineup here, preferably at the left tackle spot. Let's start to at least build something on the offensive line. And that's going to do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins' embarrassing 35 to nothing loss to the Buffalo Bills. Be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, um, the fan-sided network, and finfanatic.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money.